Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one, except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. It's that time again. It's Guys of a Certain Age, the scariest podcast you'll listen to today. And this is Jay Reed in the studio with R. Shirley. And we are sans rabi today. I said that with a French accent because ah, it is oui, a oui. French word. No, Jay, don't go wee wee. <laughs> <laughs> I go wee wee with the run pee. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Did I say so, Art Shirley already? You, I think you did. Okay. It's, anyway, it's Art Shirley. It's Jay yeah. Reed. And we are in no rabi. And Robbie is Robbie's traveling today. Traveling today to Las Vegas to go see you too. And uh, they're in the sphere, which I would like to go see any concert in the sphere. It's that uh, thing if you've seen. Anything about what's happening in, in Las Vegas right now, it's this huge spherical-shaped object on the horizon that huh. has LED screens on it and can be animated. You'll see like an animated wow. sun, and, and they'll have they made it like, like the Death Star one time. Is it an amphitheater? Is it outdoors? It's a, it, no, it's inside. You're okay. all inside this, this thing, and so you're seeing stuff uh, projected inside as well. But on the horizon, you'll see this thing, and it's just, oh, wow. it's just very, very cool. So yeah. you just so you like saw half a Death Star sitting yeah. on the, sitting on the plane That's right. on yeah, the desert. Yeah, yeah, That's, That's pretty cool. cool. Well, yeah. and this is not his first rodeo with you two. Am I right? No, he's. he's I don't know how many times he's seen them, but he's seen them several times. I would like to see them. I'd still like to see them. That's the group I would like to see, but. Uh, They're not high on my bucket list, but I I definitely would go given the opportunity. Robbie didn't give me the opportunity this he time. Not. He did not invite us to this. Oh, that's spooky. That's a big old eyeball. Yeah, check that out. There's a moon. Of course, I mean, I'm not talking about art eyeball. We're, we're actually we looking actually, at pictures yeah, of, of the, the sphere. sphere. Yeah, and I've actually seen uh, Bono and the Edge in Memphis. They uh, showed up at a they were, when they were there there uh, filming what became Rattle and Hum, the movie Rattle and Hum. Huh. I got to see them uh, walking through the lobby of the Peabody. So that was cool. oh, that's cool. Yeah, I was in the cool. lobby of the Peabody not long ago. I know, and I'm sure people are going, "Hey, I saw Jay Reed <laughs> from Guys of a Certain Age." Probably so. I heard his voice. I heard that that's voice. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm concert wise. I think it's a uh, I've missed out on some, and I realized that this year when I asked for a, a Jimmy Buffett ticket. Oh, yeah. for Christmas, and that's no longer possible. Um, but did see Lyle Lovett, and although he put on a great show, he definitely is not a spring chicken. Yeah. And uh, yeah. just kind of sure made me realize I want to see some of these folks that I like yeah. before, you know, it's too late. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I agree. I, I I still regret that we never saw We haven't seen the Eagles at all yet. That's that's our Eagles. Uh, that's, uh, that's one that's on my bucket list. And, man, the, the cost of the tickets are so high now it's kind of you know prohibitive but uh, I hate that we didn't see them they were in Tupelo I wish we'd gone to see them especially when Glenn Fry was still alive although yeah. I understand the show now is good I have some friends that have seen him uh, but uh, I, I certainly would have liked to have seen him when uh, when Glenn Fry was yeah, still around yeah and see the whole ticket thing I don't know if it's with these older groups if it's the same but I know I have colleagues that have gone to see like Morgan Wallen at, at a stadium show or, or Taylor Swift, yeah. you're paying four or five or six hundred dollars yeah, a and, seat. And some of the older groups are not there, uh, not that that same price. Is yeah, that what you're I, yeah, yeah I, I hope not because yeah. otherwise I still won't see them. Yeah, we saw America at the Grand Old Opry um, in Nashville 
over a year ago now, mm-hmm. and and their ticket price, I can't remember what they were, but I remember they were reasonable, and it was it was a great show. I mean, they, yeah. they put on a great show. It still sounded and just like too. Yeah, so you a, got the experience with yeah, the yeah. Show. And I'd never been there before. That's awesome. So it was nice. It was it was a lot of fun. All right. Well, that's not what we're talking about today. But it's first, not. let's get into geeks. We have so much to say. We do. <laughs> <laughs> so, Geeks of the Week, what you got? Okay. Uh, I meant to mention this uh, last time that uh, we recorded, and I forgot. So, some of you may have heard this news already. But in uh, 1988, DC famously uh, released a, a comic. Uh, a Batman comic book with uh, Jason Todd, who was playing, uh, who was playing like he's a movie actor, <laughs> who was uh, was the current Robin or was the Robin uh-huh. at that time, uh, and just not a very popular Robin at all. So they had a contest, a call-in contest. This was, of course, before the internet was was uh, well, it may have been around, but it was not as big as, and people just didn't have it in their home, so people were, didn't have the access to it. Uh, anyway, they had a call-in campaign, uh, and you could vote whether or not. Jason Todd survived. Oh well, wow. he was. There's an issue that shows uh, the Joker, you know, beating him and uh, with a crowbar or a lead pipe or something like that. And uh, and you could vote. And the vote was, you know, the vote. I can't remember if it was overwhelming or not, but the vote came in and uh, and he, they voted to kill him. Kill him. So they killed him. And uh, years later, he came back and he became the Red Hood. So Jason Todd's back in the DC, you know, because comic book heroes, right. or comic book characters very rarely die forever. Like a soap opera. Yeah, that's right. Like, the part is now being played by. Um, so anyway, DC is releasing a new edition of Batman for 28, and Robin is going to survive the encounter this time. And Jim Aparo, who we've talked about before, one of my favorite DC artists of all time, and and. Right up there with Neil Adams in terms of favorite Batman artist. Uh, sometimes I, I think I, I'm actually uh, prefer Jim Aparo over Neil Adams, but it's right there neck and neck. Anyway, he had already drawn an alternate version, so he oh, wow. had that. He's he's been passed away now for 15 years or so, uh, but there was a alternate page where uh, Jason Todd survives that he'd already drawn because okay. at that point they kind of had to have both pages ready in order to to go with uh, with the comic. Right. The comic was uh, a, a four-issue series and called The Death in the Family. And uh, and so here's uh, – I'm showing Jay yeah. on the screen. There's the, there's the, the page that uh, Aparo had already drawn that said he's alive. So. so are they incorporating that and then carrying out the story a little I bit? I think it's just kind of a – a, a one-off thing, kind of a specialty comic. I don't think it has to do with any type of current continuity or whatever. So are going to change anything, but it's just a, it's just obviously a way to kind of repackage and resell this uh-huh. this comic book again, and, and get it with that that in there. So it's a it's a they call it a faux simile as opposed to a facsimile edition. Right? You know, they uh, comic book companies, both Marvel and DC, will sell facsimile versions of comics, and they in most cases are you know. Just a, a reprint of the existing comic. The only thing that changes usually is the price point, which uh-huh. has gone from ten cents to now to five or six dollars. Right. And I'm sure this will be the same way. Sometimes they'll do them in an oversized uh, mm-hmm. version. You may see something that's actually uh, drawn the or released at closer to the size that the artist drew it in, oh, which is okay, usually yeah. twice as big, or they may be somewhere between that. But uh, the facsimile comic is usually a pretty faithful reproduction of, of and on better paper today's better paper but other than that it's usually a faithful reproduction so pretty much it's just showing the alternative in yeah and original. it's going to be available december 12th so just in time for christmas giving hint hint <laughs> okay 
So what you got, Jay? I have, well, first, before I do my geek, I need to make a correction. We were discussing, last time it was you and I together without Robbie, we talked about books. Yeah. And one of the things we discussed was the James Bond audio books and who had done some of the voiceovers or the voice recording. Uh, and one of the ones you said was um, a guy from um, Downton Abbey who was the, oh, <laughs> are we still? Oh, I think we are that was, still recording. <laughs> okay. Is this on the... Just a little bonus from the... I think the, that was something. I don't even know if anybody heard that other than us, but okay. I think that was from the website that I'm on. Yeah. I think that this is this commercial that's playing, and now we're hearing audio from it. So, so maybe that's our new sponsor. We just didn't know it. They're desperately trying to sponsor us. That's the problem. So anyway... Thanks so, a lot, C-Spire. Yeah. <laughs> so the, um, the the man that you mentioned, the voice, was, you said was the guy from um, Downton Abbey that died yes. in a car wreck. Spoiler uh-huh. alert. And I said, oh, it's so-and-so <laughs> that plays Tom Evans in The uh, the Offer, because he was in Downton Abbey. Yes. And he was also a husband to the same lady, Downton uh-huh. or whatever, but not the same guy. So Dan right. Stevens was yes. actually the one who's done Dan the Dan Stevens bonds. is not in The Offer, is he? He's not in The Offer, no. But, okay. But the, the, the Downton Abbey daughter was married to, to Dan Stevens' character who died. Okay. Dan Stevens is the one who did the James Bond books. Yes. Uh-huh. Later in the show, Downton Abbey, she remarries another guy, guy, Matthew mm-hmm. Good, yes. who later becomes Tom Evans, I think is if the name right, um, right. The, in, in The Offer. the uh, Yeah, the head of Paramount he's Studios. He's the yeah, head of Paramount. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I got my husband's, my Downton yeah, he's Abbey also plays, uh He's in The Crown, this actor. Yes. We see him a lot. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Dan Stevens was in. Oh, Dan Stevens was in um, some of the Watergate. I was thinking, what have I seen oh, the man recently that he's played an actual character? He plays John Dean in one of the Watergate. Okay, uh, and he was movies. the Beast in the in the live action Beauty and the Beast movie. Yes, uh huh. Um, yeah. Okay. I think he. When I was reading about it, they said he had left Downton Abbey to become something on called the Guest, and I, don't, I didn't ever watch that. I don't know. Okay. But he left Downton Abbey, they killed him off, so he could go do yes. another show. Yeah, well, we hated that when he, he died. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. awful. I liked him. Yeah. Mr. Crawley. <laughs> Maybe we should do a Downton Abbey episode. Sometime. I wish you Robbie would love that. Well, That'll be you and me. <laughs> when, when Robbie is gone again. Yeah. Well, Maybe we should have a guest for that one. Yeah. Um, so my real geek, and this was... Um, I'm thinking I need some new segments, maybe like a travel segment, Jay's travel segment. Okay. So uh, still within Geeks of the Weeks, because I have done some things. We've talked about the Batman restaurant in London. Yeah. We've talked about the uh, the Shrek house in Scotland. We should point out, none of these places you've been to. Right. <laughs> so yeah. Things I would like, places I would Jay <laughs> would like to, to go. go. Yeah. It seems like there was something else in London or in the, in the UK. Oh, it was the play. There was a Jaws related play this is years ago oh really we talked about so we have a full uh, full london weekend uh prepared none of it may be in okay. existence by the time you get there but um with that in mind there's another tri- another trip that y'all might be interested in taking but there is a sort of a caveat to, to this trip in order to take this trip you must be dead so oh I'm going to say probably not. Not anytime soon, soon hopefully, yeah, uh-huh. right? But it is intriguing. And the funny thing about this is I've, I'm a pharmacist, as many people know, and I had a pharmacy newsletter that a lot of times will have a little trivia on it. Uh-huh. So the trivia on this last week was that it was Gene Roddenberry's birthday. Yeah. And that he had, okay, so first of all, his ashes have been to space several times. Yeah. Um, I guess portions of them. Yeah, I was going to say different ashes every time. Different they don't bring por- them back, I don't believe, right? Well, Oh, at one one part they did. The first time oh, he really? went, the first time he went was nineteen ninety 
two. Uh-huh. He went up as part of the personal effects of a guy named Jace, James Weatherby. I think okay. was on the space shuttle Columbia. Okay. So as a part of his just personal space, he took up a little portion of ashes and brought him back. So okay. that time they came back. Yeah. Um, but then later in 1997, uh, there's a company called Celestis. And their whole thing is space memorials. Okay. And so their first trip out, called the Founders Flight, uh, flew out from the Canary Islands or something like that in 1997. And it had ashes from Gene Roddenberry. It had Timothy Leary. I yeah. had to look him up, but he's he, had, he has an interesting Leary. history. Tune out, turn in. Wait. Yeah. Uh, turn up, tune in, turn out. I can't remember something what it like, is. Yeah, that was LSD guy. Yeah, yeah, very psychedelic mm-hmm. drug guy. Um, so he was... On there, his ashes were yeah. on there, and apparently that one orbited the Earth for like five years, and then the whatever the rocket or whatever it was that was orbiting kind of disintegrated and burned up. So, mm-hmm. so those are gone. But um, just the, as we record this, the reservation uh, deadline to send someone's ashes on the next trip um, passed just a few days ago, October twenty fourth. So, on, supposedly on twelve twenty four of twenty three this year, okay, there'll be another flight, and it's called. The Enterprise flight. That's the Star Trek theme. Exactly. Okay, well, good. This is, <laughs> you do recognize gonna, it. Yeah, you're, no, I recognize it. Um, <clears throat> the very, very cool thing about this one is on this flight will be, like, there's a, you can go online to Celestis, it's C-E-L-E-S-T-I-S dot com or some, you know, Google I would, back. except I'm worried about more <laughs> sonic aberrations coming up <laughs> So on the on the website it'll give you a list of everybody who's on it and okay. there's there's quite a few on it right now for a mere twelve thousand five hundred dollars you wow. too is that all? can send a portion of your yeah. ashes to space but this is supposed to be different than the five year uh, plan it's like some in some sort of capsule that's supposed to go into deep space and basically okay you know, just keep go going from, keep going yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so um, on this flight are both Gene and is it Majel Majel Barrett Majel uh-huh. uh huh. Mr. and Mrs. Roddenberry right. will both be on this flight, as well as Nichelle Nichols okay. and James Duhan. Yeah, I think his ashes have gone up before, too. That could have been. That yeah. seemed like I read that. And DeForest Kelly. Wow. So practically, uh, you know, a major part of the original Star yeah. Trek career, William Shatner was asked if he would like to go, and he's like, no, nah, I'll set this one out. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll, be, I'll go with Jeff Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> so, William and Shatner and uh, George Sakai and... Uh, Oh, to K, sorry, uh-huh. rhymes with toupee, as he reminded Bill Shatner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, Chekhov, yeah, Chekhov. Is he still uh, around? I don't know. Koenig, uh, Walter Koenig. Uh, yeah, the the three of them are the still still the ones that are alive. Okay, all right, yeah. But so so all those guys are on it, and so I guess really I when I dug deeper into it, I realized that Mrs. Roddenberry, Major Barrett, Major Barrett. Yeah, I thought she was going just as Mrs. Roddenberry, but apparently. No. She was a character. I had no idea. Oh, come on, Jay. Where yeah, you been? I'm learning. I'm learning. She's the voice of the computer. She, she was, was the, the original, original number Nurse one. Chapel. Well, she was the original number one oh, in the okay. pilot episode. Yeah. And uh, which was the cage, which had uh, Christopher Pike, that episode. Okay. And then she goes and plays Nurse Chapel. Uh-huh. And then she was uh, Deanna Troy's mother. Right. Yeah. In but, uh Next and generation. Next generation. Yeah, those, that's as much as I got. I think so. that's as much as she's done now. But she's always been the. Uh, I, I don't know that she still is, but she's the voice of the computer working. You know. Okay. Yeah, I so, didn't realize that. Yeah. So that so mm-hmm. and she's she played not, voices. She did voices, uh, of 
the character Nurse Chapel and the computer in the animated series, but she also did voices of other characters. Okay, yeah, yeah. at least I, I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, I'm, that's yeah. my my learning mm-hmm. curve for yeah, the day. Is, there you go. Is uh, her? So she's on it. The um, more you know, <laughs> right? So I guess I mean this is the first flight. There'll be more. So if you yeah. have a loved one you think would like to to do that, then hey, or a member of some uh, Star Trek episode, or you know, <laughs> the cast of Star Trek, if you want. I just I mean I read about. The Roddenberries, and then that's okay. And Michelle Nichols and James Doohan. Then I went to, when it's I looked through the list, a very small amount of ash that goes up. Apparently, I thought they were like sending the whole urn full of ash up. Probably it's not. not. It's just like Probably a you know very small representative. Amount. Yeah, uh-huh. just enough to say you went right. You know? Yeah, not that you could say, but anyway. So I guess if you lose a limb or something, and you could, hey, just, you could, there you, you could go. cremate it and send it up while you're still alive. That's right. Like for twelve thousand five hundred dollars, I'm you sure. You could send it intact, and maybe if it goes deep space, it'll be found and cloned, Ooh. and you'll come back. There you go. A race of jays will come back. Well, the other you could also send something called a mind file, which you know sent me into wild imagination. Yeah, so, they've uh, they've created one of those for William Shatner, I believe. Okay, that's a kind of an artificial. Uh, Personality. It's like based a, on, well, this is this, it. May be, maybe it's like uh, a, a just a nickel-shaped disc of information. Was oh, okay. Kind of the way they described okay. it. But so that's not what I'm thinking about. I don't though. think it's like from yeah. Ready Player Two where they actually yeah. re- recreate the yeah. the persona. Okay. But I mean, that I just thought that was kind of neat, and it's especially neat. that all the Star Trek people uh-huh. or uh, the ones that have already passed are yeah. are there. Yeah, that's very cool. Fascinating. And I learned something about Majel. Majel Barrett, that's right. You're saying Majel Barry? Barrett? Barrett. Barrett. Was that her maiden name? Yeah. Okay, all right. And her professional name. Oh. Yeah. See? There Look at go. me learning. There you go. <laughs> all right, well, we're going to, it is close to Halloween. Actually, by the time this airs, Halloween will be passed. Yes. And some of the things we're going to talk like about. Certain members of the Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, the, the the one thing I'm going to talk about, you're probably glad it's passed. So. Oh, okay. Anyway, so we'll talk about Halloween after the break. And we're back, and we're talking Halloween. And art oh, uh, uh. I'll is, do that every time we say something Okay, scary. good, good. Mm-hmm. Uh, art is not dressed up today, nor am I. In, in a Halloween costume. It's but then a little, again, it's not Halloween. It yet. is not Halloween yet, but will you dress up here? Do you, does your workplace yeah, sponsor Yeah, some people a, do. Well, we don't sponsor a uh, a costume thing here in our workspace that some people do like uh, people upstairs they're usually very much uh, into participating for Halloween which mm-hmm. is cool we've done it down here some uh, we talked about trying to get a group thing together we mm-hmm. don't have that now one thing that is sponsored and I can't remember what department it's in but we'll walk over and see it they do a thing where every every office or whatever is decorated. They've done it in themes of old horror movies before last year when we went and saw it. Very, very cool. They go all out and do it. And I can't remember the name of the apartment. Maybe we'll have gone by the time the next we next record and I'll try to I'll mention that shout out to them for doing it. Because it's just very cool. Very cool. Is it like anybody can go check it out? Like, yeah. Could I go? Even I though guess you could. Sure. I mean, they don't like check cards or IDs, IDs or whatever. As long as yeah. I pay for parking. That's right. As long as you pay for parking, they're glad to have you go. <laughs> now, I've seen. It seems like y'all dressed up at work before. I've seen pictures. Maybe a little. Are... A little bit. I haven't been too. I, I dressed up last year, but I, I recycled a uh-huh. previous costume of a sweet potato, um, which was very simple. I wore, uh, I think, brown pants and orange shirt. Um, uh-huh, I remember that. Yes, and I had a tag in Mississippi. We live very with a, within an hour of Vardaman. I know you have a lot of yeah. You or at least you had a lot of Vardaman sweet potato ties here in the, absolutely um, yeah at Mississippi State yeah right. So you've got um, 
so if you go to the grocery store now or locally during sweet potato season, which is generally fall, uh-huh. uh, like I think the sweet potato festival is this week and next week, maybe. Okay. So we're right in the heart of it. I should and, know um, right. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Um, but they have these little tags that say like Mississippi farm raised or yeah. something like that, authentic. Uh-huh. And so I have a couple of those that I've picked up when I've bought sweet potatoes. Right. And so I'll just wear the tag. And I may, I'm, I have to wear a name tag at work that, that indicates that I'm a pharmacist. I just changed my name from from Jay Reed to Sweet Tater. Sweet Tater, yeah, that's so, hilarious. So that was that was pretty weak. But um, I did have a friend, his pharmacy. He was very tall, and or he is very tall. He's still very tall. <laughs> um, and like me, didn't have a ton of hair. So he yeah. dressed like Gru. And all of his technicians dressed like minions. Oh, so right. it was a They've very, very cool. They've done something like that upstairs before. Mm-hmm. They did a minions thing. Uh, I can't remember if it was last year. I think it may have been last, maybe a year before last year. But it was, yeah, I think it was last year. Yeah, it's been a while uh-huh. since my. At work this year, they've been talking, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? They yeah. wanted me to be Eeyore. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> That's but, good. Um, but we didn't, nobody yeah. came up with a costume, yeah. so we're not doing that. And and we'll have, we have a, a a party that we go to pretty much every year, Hideaway, where we kind of hide away from the uh, people that are trick-or-treating. Oh, God. Usually got, we usually stay at our homes long enough to, to hand out candy to the, the younger set, and then uh-huh. we go. Although I do love doing that. I yeah. Mean, it's fun. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's a Halloween party, and we have, and and we'll wear costumes to that. Some, not all of us, but some of us will. And uh, so I'll try to put something together for that. My wife, where she works, um, they have had for several years, uh, you know, very competitive competitions. The d- different departments, uh-huh. and, the, and we'll we'll find a theme and do that. Uh, they're doing Barbie this year, of course. And so uh, there's uh, one guy in there, and he's doing '80s Ken. Becky sent me a picture of that costume they're actually doing it today oh okay and um and so that but it's it's for competition kind of thing and uh you know i'm, I'm not sure what the other groups will be but she'll send me usually sends me a picture they all pose and oh. on, the, uh-huh. on the staircase and so i'll see the pictures of them but but they really go all out and do and they're 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 well done and they're clever you know so uh-huh. it's it's a it's a tough competition but everybody really seems to go all out for it um like I said, Becky, they're doing. Uh, Becky's going as Slumber Party Barbie. Barbie, she got a wig in the mail yesterday, blonde wig so in the mail. That's and the way to to wear your pajamas to work. That's die. exactly was her plan. That's what she decided <laughs> to do. So yeah, that'll be good. I can't remember what the other ones are, but uh, each one of them is a different type of Barbie. And of course, but you know, based on the success of the movie, yeah. that's what's I'm sure what's there's prompting that. Of yeah, but there's a lot available. of Barbies. I'm sure this time, but. But uh, th- so I'm looking forward to see what they do. So we were trying to think of something to do, you know, a group of us here, maybe maybe do something. Um, and just haven't come up with anything. Becky and them have done a safari before. And again, the the guy in the group was like the the safari hunter. And they were all I think they did it where they were oh, with animals, animals. And I think their heads had like a trophy thing you know, <laughs> on them so they were you know they, they they wore a full costume right but they also had like a uh, black thing yeah had a black uh, uh trophy mount uh-huh. uh, thing behind their head so that was kind of neat that's so fine we cool. haven't as uh, i guess i'm gonna dress up but i unless something else happens i'm, I'm gonna be very like work specific mm-hmm. we have a yeah. we have a poll by this time by the time this airs nobody will care nobody will care maybe anyway yeah but um we have a, like a, a pole at the corner of the building uh-huh. like, to keep people from hitting the building yeah. as they round the drive through and people occasionally will still hit it. Yeah. And it's it's painted neon yellow, so I'm going to wear a neon yellow 
uh, shirt on my on the left side, uh-huh. and just my name tag is going to say I hit the pole. Oh, that's so, great! So that's, that's really good. That's, you know, it'll have to be. It's very uh, location specific. But what what's funny to me is that it seems like uh, now, and it's been like this a while. So this is not a, a a recent occurrence, but it does seem like there's so much more interest from adults mm-hmm. in, in coming up with costumes and, and participating in Halloween, certainly than there was when my parents were adults. I can remember oh, my gosh. parents going to a costume party once before. Now That's I will one say more than I remember. I remember I will say it's probably it's certainly been the last forty years because um, I have an aunt who loves to have Halloween parties, and she would always have a big Halloween party that was for you know adults, okay. and and so I can remember uh, the first time Becky and I went. Indiana, the Raiders of the Lost Ark had just come out, so I went as Indiana Jones. Uh, always seems to be movies seem to be a real popular mm-hmm. theme for a, yeah a, adult. Yeah. I'm going to call them adult parties. It sounds like something <laughs> more than I mean, but adult Halloween parties. Uh-huh. Um, and again, we were we were out and in college by the time that so it didn't happen when I was a child. I wasn't like you know competing yeah. with my parents for Halloween costumes when I was going out trick or treating. Yeah, and I don't remember. I remember one party as a as, right when I got to work when I was an, an adult. Yeah, um, going as Mickey Mouse and, uh-huh. and I had the whole thing. I my parents though I don't remember anything. Yeah. Um, and even as uh, gosh, I don't remember Melissa and I going to much of anything. Yeah. This one before I went to, I I came up with the costume myself. I had a tuxedo already. I got some Mickey Mouse fabric and yeah. made a, made my own bow tie. Uh-huh. I found some a really good set of ears that I could, that kind of they were rubber that they, they pulled over your head. Yeah. And I uh, got some clown shoes and then the white gloves that looked like Mickey gloves. Oh, okay, cool. And I came into this that was in a barn. <laughs> all the pharmacy folks from several different uh-huh. pharmacies and um, I walked into this Barn and there's people everywhere, and I, I it wasn't because of me, but for whatever reason, as I walked in, it was sort of like the crowd parted. Oh yeah, and I walked through all the way to the end of the barn. At the end of the barn was this little girl, maybe two years old, and she looked up at me and thought Mickey Mouse. Wow, is in my barn. Oh my gosh, and she stuck to me like glue the oh, whole, that's the whole night. It was so much fun. That's so that's that's probably my greatest experience dressing up. Yeah, as a that's pretty up. cool. Now I did win. We had one. I went as Beetlejuice and did that. Our, our work at, when I worked in Memphis, they would have a party, so I had I had a costume for that. I just wore it to my aunt's party later. It was right before <laughs> we moved down, and uh, Becky dressed in a black wedding dress as Lydia from Beetlejuice. Okay, but I found like a a white suit at uh, a thrift store. And just taped it off and got spray painted, uh-huh. spray painted All the right. stuff black, and then had makeup for it. And it was cool. And like I said, I won a prize for that. I can't remember what it was. Well, you've, I've seen on just on your Instagram, Facebook, you've dressed up quite a bit more than me. Or I've seen your at least your head shots with uh, yeah. different makeup and hats and stuff. Yeah, and sometimes it's not Halloween related though, Jay. <laughs> sometimes it's just being a character of some kind. I think there's a picture of me where I look like I've, I've got a Safari Explorer helmet on and a one of those Beersham uh-huh. uh, pipes, like uh, supposedly Sherlock Holmes kind of pipe, right? Okay, yeah, and, I remember seeing that yeah, one. Yeah, that's just... Just dressing just up. Standing out in the backyard probably sometime in June. Well, but, did you dress up like when you took your kids? Did you dress up also? No, I mean, uh, no. I would I would get very much into making their Halloween costume. Uh-huh. Uh, like one of my favorites is when um, Will was, was little and we were just kind of carrying him around. And he had a green hoodie and we put that on him. And then I took a... Um, 
uh, two liter Coke bottle and spray painted that silver and then took his pacifier and got tubing and put it. So he was a frog man and that was his scuba tank. <laughs> and then Drew was a robot and we had this kind of foam uh, stuff at work that I cut mm-hmm. and spray painted. Uh, it's probably, you know, probably both have lead poison. <laughs> it wasn't lead paint, but anyway, made him a, a robot suit. Uh-huh. That. Now they also got into it later. They would make their own, they did a lot of Harry Potter stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, so they would, they would kind of come up with their own thing. I remember, uh, probably the last thing I remember Drew doing was, uh, Tommy Finster. But what was interesting is they trick or treated up to a certain age. And mm-hmm. then there was kind of a time where they may dress up to pass out candy, and then they kind of stopped. Mm-hmm. But then they would go to parties, like in high school, either you know youth group parties at church or whatever, where they would, would dress up. So uh-huh. they got back into it again. And then in college, I think they both did a lot of dressing up. Well, I, I guess that as you say youth party, where there was a uh, stuff that like a church where they have trunk or treat or whatever. And yeah. So occasionally I would help with that, and I dressed up like uh, a coach. <laughs> Okay. Uh, college coach. I dressed up like Hugh Freeze. He was the coach at Ole Miss at the time, you know, and I had the little headphones on. Uh huh. the, the, the um, have a burner phone <laughs> escort. <laughs> no, this was a church. Oh, that's right. This was a church. Sorry. Sorry, Mrs. Reed and all those who attend church. <laughs> right. But we were. Okay, um, good. That didn't go off. What's the name? I'm, I'm blanking now, but the hat that. A visor? A visor. <laughs> anyway, all of them were visors. That's think. a visor. That's yeah, a, I have that same kind of. Use your words. Yeah. Um, and then one of the fun part of that was there was a kid dressed up like Dan Mullen. Oh who, my gosh! So we got hilarious. our picture made together. That is too funny. Um, yeah. And I was trying to. We didn't do that much though as as parents. We, um, uh-huh. but I have my like my brother. He had, there's a great picture of Rusty dressed up like the Lone Ranger. And oh, okay. His oldest Peyton is just I don't know. She's little. I won't try to guess what her age was. Uh-huh. But she was. They had her up in a. Uh, Amer- uh, Indian costume. So she, she was Tonto. She, she was yeah. Tonto. He was Lone Ranger. It was okay. really great. And they've done that a few times. Uh, our neighbors, are, my parents' neighbors across the street, I'll give a shout out to the uh-huh. Arhuses. Um, they do a family costume yeah. a lot. They were like the Incredibles one year. Yeah, see, I love that. And that That'd kind of great. stuff. And I, when I was looking for stuff today for Geek of the Week, um, um, just type in Halloween costumes on Instagram. Of course uh-huh. you get some weird ones, but but there was a lot of those family photos and you get the you know the Heidi Klum. I was uh, gonna say there are a lot Kim of Kardashian. A lot of celebrities big, that yeah. do Paul Rudd does a lot of stuff with his kids and I think Ron Reynolds does as well. But yeah, Heidi Klum you kind of look forward to see what she's doing every year. Yeah, she's, yes. I mean, it's just so... She transforms. Yeah, and just and not afraid to do anything. You yeah. know, she doesn't worry too much. I mean, beautiful woman, but she doesn't worry about being just gross. <laughs> I mean, she's made some really... And, of course, I guess she has access to as, as good she a can makeup it, artist, yeah. including special effects makeup artist that she needs to find. Yeah. Yeah. She's I got think I've read she's uh, spent, like, an entire day in makeup, yeah. basically, just, yeah. just to go to yeah. a party. It's like, it's like what people spend to play a part exactly. in a role, and she's yeah. just doing it for, you know, party a few hours or whatever. So it's interesting. That's be fun. Um, yeah, that's what, um, like I said, I wish... I, I always think about it too late. I always go, oh, I need to come up with this costume, mm. try to do something topical or whatever, but... Um, uh, anyway, so it's been fun. I still like to dress up some as, you know, the scary characters. One of my, an easy one I did here at work a few years ago was the mad scientist from. Uh, that's the picture I yeah, remember. Right. Yeah. That's one that, that I typically I will use a lot. In fact, mm. it's my uh, Zoom uh, image. Okay. Uh, yeah, I had, I was a mad scientist. So I bought a lab coat, uh, just had an old suit on. I have uh, some hormone glasses I was wearing at the time. 
And, but I was looking for like a fake hand to look like the the project had gone wrong. I was doing yeah. an experiment like you know the fly or something, and all I could find was a ginger root. Oh uh, yes, yeah. So I that, that ginger root became, it, but it had looked like a hand. It was uh-huh. kind of shaped like a hand. So I I had a pipe, and uh, just a typical fifties uh, scientist thing, and then uh, you know had the ginger root as my as my hand in the experiment that had gone wrong. That's so that was that was a, and the advantage of that is. Uh, because often at work you're not allowed just to hang out and play Halloween all day. Right, you have to work. So if you have to work or go to a meeting, it's a pretty easy you know, thing. <laughs> you're just in a suit now. Okay, I, I could abandon the coat and the ginger root and be good. Yeah, so. not one year I did. Well, as a kid, I remember I was a ghost and I I got hot in the ghost costume. So halfway through the night, I took uh, the ghost costume off and just wore my regular clothes. Yeah. And, went, and they asked me who I was. I said I was the the Bonnie Man. Okay, so, yeah, because yeah. who dressed normal? That's and I right. saw when I was googling or going through the Instagram pictures today, they had a, a picture of a. It was an older kid dressed in kind of a suit and a trench coat. Yeah, and they asked him, you know, what what he was, and he said he was somebody from. Uh, Agents of Shield, and so every kid in a Marvel costume, he was given a business card. I saw card that. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> asking and wanted if to they wanted to be <laughs> in the Avengers initiative. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was very cool. Great idea. Very good. Yeah, that was very a good clever. idea. Maybe I should do that. That'd be a good one. I think. Yeah, that'd be good. So yeah. So speaking mm-hmm. of transforming, yes. um, in, in Halloween, uh-huh. um, there's a movie that Rusty also suggested that we discuss. So yeah, uh, and uh, you've it, watched it. I hadn't had a chance to watch it. yet. I have watched it, and I don't know whether I'm proud of it or not. But yeah. uh, Rusty kind of said this is terrible, but it could become a cult classic. Yeah. just because I imagine it probably will. Probably will. And yeah, well, there actually is a two coming out. So uh-huh. uh, the movie is Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Yeah, I've seen the. I haven't seen the trailer of this. Well, I think I saw a picture a while ago, and I thought it was a joke, yeah. but it is not a we joke. We saw the picture like six months ago or what. I remember kind of talking about it, maybe not on the show. Yeah, it but came outside. out in March, I think. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah. yeah, so that's when we saw the picture. Right, though. probably so. Uh-huh. So that's about right. And So uh, how was it? Where did you, where did you two coming. No, really? Yeah, next year. Okay. Uh, where did you see it? How did I you, saw it on did, Peacock. Oh, okay. Streaming on Peacock right now. Okay. So if you have do you Peacock. have, do you subscribe to Peacock? I have Peacock. Okay. Somehow. I don't I have, know how. <laughs> I think you can get uh, like an ad supported version there of Peacock are for free. Different levels. Yeah. 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 And then a lot you'll be going through say, Oh, watch this and you realize, oh, this is the premium part of the premium package, or at least the, the first tier package. Yeah. But I'm gonna check it out and see if I've got it. Because I know I have the Peacock app and I'll see if I've if I can't watch it there, I can go watch it at my yeah. mom's. It's a, well, yeah. <laughs> your mom may not want to watch the movie. No, I won't watch it with her. Right. Yeah. <laughs> mom, let's watch Winnie the Pooh for old time's sake. Yeah. Well, it's not old time. So the 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 um, it's what's I uh, hear I'm with my words again. We already said it is no longer in under pu- copyright. It's in public domain. Public now. domain. Yeah, the, the story of Winnie the Pooh. Now, obviously, you can't use the Disney copyrighted right. character likenesses, and it, for, exactly. it does not do that at all. It does not do that and at I, all. I don't even know if you can use the A. A. Milne or, or whoever the I think that's the author of the story. I don't know if you can yeah. use his drawings. Those may still be under copyright, but the text, the story itself, is the in public domain. Public domain um, in America, apparently in, America. In, in England, it's still yeah, got a few they, more years. They've got a little but, bit longer and different copyright laws, right? And it may but, have been renewed in England, but not here. I, that's probably so. Yeah. Probably so. So at the beginning of the movie, there's some um, animation yeah. that is like looks very sketch, like a, like a sketch. It wasn't sketchy, uh-huh. but it looked like a sketch, uh-huh. which kind of reminded me of some of the A. Milne stuff, but yeah. but different. Um, and the Pooh, we primarily see Pooh and Piglet in this one. Uh, Eeyore's mentioned, 
Uh, and when, as I was reading about it today, they say you can see owl and rabbit in one scene, but I, I did not see yeah. it. I meant to go back and see mm-hmm. that. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's the idea of the movie is that Christopher Robin, you know, was friends with them. And, and they also portray the characters not as sort of stuffed animals come to life, but um, hybrids. So almost like, oh. almost like sweet tooth hybrids where you've yeah. got a mix of human and animal that look like bears and pigs okay. and owls. Okay, so you got this weird thing going on, and I guess that has something to do with the fact that they talk. So Robin is friends with them, and he they mm-hmm. make it out like it's a bad thing, like he feeds them and befriends them and spends all this time. Well, then he goes off to college and leaves them after he's promised, I'll never leave you. Yeah. He leaves. Well, then the movie opens with him and his either fiance or wife coming, and he he's wants to introduce her yeah. to the characters, and they get up there, and you know, and chaos ensues, and he's mm-hmm. like, "This is the place." You know, it says "100 Acre Wood" on the sign. Uh, it, this is the place, but it looks very different. Uh, and then, you know, spoiler alert: people die. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's very graphic and gory and all that. Well, it or? turns into typical sort of slasher, slasher movie, movie okay, at that gotcha. point. Yeah. Okay. And so, how long a movie is it? What's the about it? an hour and a half? Okay. I think so not a real investment in your time. Right. One twenty-four yeah. is the running time, and plus the three minutes of ads you have to watch on Peacock before it starts. Okay, but you were able to watch it with no ads in between. No right? ads in between. Okay. No ads. Yeah, in that's between. not a bad deal. I don't think. Yeah. So hour and a half of my life. I, and it. I like the premise of it. I mean, the idea, Uh because basically the idea is that Chris and Robin left. They had a hard winter, couldn't Uh eat. They went feral and had to do whatever it took to eat. And then, of course, you know. And and where was it produced? Where was the movie made? I'm not sure. Okay. But it's an English language movie, It's an English language, and most of the, uh, it was kind of funny, most of the characters had British accents. Okay. Except for one guy at the end who sounded like he was from Texas. That's wild. Uh, He he was saying y'all and and very, very southern accent in Uh, the midst of all the other Brits. So I thought, where did this guy come from? Um, But the production value wasn't terrible. Yeah. it could be better if you look at the the critical reviews yeah. of it. You'll see that they're not very. Oh, I'm high. gonna check that out. I'm gonna have to watch that this weekend. They're definitely not. We've high been reviews. watching a lot of Halloween kind of stuff, and I like to watch the older stuff primarily. Right. In fact, uh, kind of diverted from a little bit from what I've been watching and watched some Dark Shadows movies, which were made after the series run. They're not compilation movies, which I'd seen before. These were actually uh, original movies, although they pull from some of the same mm-hmm. plot, and uh, they're the. First one was okay. The second one was terrible. Uh, but reminded me, and I haven't mentioned this yet, but Laura Parker, who played Angelique, the witch in uh, in Dark Shadows, uh, died just uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. Uh, as was, this is broadcast a couple uh, broadcast as this is podcast a couple weeks uh, ago. Uh, but the thing we did watch that was brand new is uh, Fall of the House of Usher, which mm-hmm. is a people probably know about. It's a hugely popular series on Netflix. It's the fifth Mike Flanagan. Uh, adaptation of, of of literary works into this very contemporary, very graphic, you know, very vile mm-hmm. in some cases. I mean, it's 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 not for the faint of heart to watch because there's a lot of bad language, there's a lot of lot of graphic violent stuff in it. Okay. But it's very, very well done and it's a it's a really unique uh, twist on the story. In this case, the works of Edgar Allan Poe, you know, okay. as evidenced by the fall of House of Usher. In this case, there's not a old Gothic home that's falling. Uh, the family is Ush- is the is the House of Usher. Uh-huh. The Usher family is falling apart. Uh, they have they're unscrupulous and uh, uh, they have made their fortune through. Uh, 
it's like oxycontin it's a it basically it's a, a opioid okay. opioid driven oh, another yeah yeah another so, pharmacy for yeah <laughs> so it's it's taken you know the story that we've seen in documentary or or you know um in real life stories like painkillers mm-hmm. that were, were done and it's taken that and that made this form but in addition to just being you know bad pharmaceutical people they've actually made a deal with someone and this is spoiler alert but someone who you know is the the devil okay. presumably to kind of grant him all the success, but the cost is the family. And so the the Mm. family falls and it's eight episodes. And uh, each episode has a name of a, uh, a different Poe work. Um, And uh, you see what happens to each of these characters across uh, this eight uh, story arc. So each, each episode focuses on a different character. Yes. Okay. Like uh, there's one the, one, the second episode is called The Mask of the Red Death, which is, if you're familiar with the story, the post story, it's a costume ball. And um, at the end of it, everybody dies because they've been exposed to a disease. I can't remember if it's smallpox or the bubonic plague or whatever, some type of plague thing, and, and they don't realize they have it. Uh, but the host has been giving them that thing. So it's a similar story, but it's all, you know, very much updated to modern times. And there are just references to it or, you know, certain similarities to the story that are enough to kind of bring it in there. They quote a lot of, of Poe. They quote uh, both the Raven and uh, Annabelle Lee. Oh. And, uh, you know, but they, they tie it all together and really, really works well. I mean, so it really overall, works- it's House of Usher, but each episode draws in other... Aspects yes, of other yes, post yeah. stories. Uh-huh, yeah. Huh. And, uh, and so, and, and again, it's, it's just a, it's a real neat framing device to use that and then uh, to tell each of the story, the demise of each character based on, uh, and based on a different Poe work. So, you know, you've got uh, Masquerade Death, you've got Murders in the Rue Morgue, uh, Telltale Heart, The Gold Bug is one. That was a story I was not familiar with. Um, but uh, and the cask of Amontillado figures into it. Just all this kind of stuff. It's just really, really uh, the Raven is a, is a really kind of also part of the overarching theme of the whole thing. Very well done. Again, not for everybody. A right. L- lot of sex, a lot of violence, a lot of you know mm-hmm. uh, bad language. But again, the story is just really, really well told. Acting is brilliant. I think some of the actors that I saw just in the preview, and, and he uses he uses a lot of the same actors throughout his projects. His the first thing I saw that he did was uh, the Haunting of Hill House, which is uh, Shirley Jackson novel, and the Haunting, the movie that I love, the old '60s movie that was remade later, um, is from that story, and I just love that story. Man, it's a scary. That's a scary series. This one, this one was not as scary. It did have some jump scares in it, mm. but not as overall scary as The Haunting of Hill House. And he's done The Haunting of Bly Manor, which is a retelling of The Turning of the Screw. Oh. And I think that's Nathaniel Hawthorne. It sounds like, yeah. And then um, and then he's got Gerald's Game, which is a movie based on a Stephen King work. Uh, the others are series. And there's mm-hmm. another one that's uh, Midnight Mass, I think. And I'm not, I've not seen that one. I'm not familiar with that one at all. But that's, that's the other. Some this is supposed to be his familiar. final work. But just really, really, really cool stuff. But again... <laughs> it's one of those I, I didn't feel like I need to go watch something light and funny. <laughs> and in fact, we would do that sometimes uh, afterwards to, to do that. But we finished up last night. So, how many episodes of Clone Wars do I need to watch in order to to get the? You full do have value to watch of... the, uh, the the obligatory twenty episodes of Clone Wars to do it. Uh, 
You don't have to be familiar well, with Poe. Well, I was going to say, I was, what I was really asking is, do you have to go back and yeah. read all those Poe stories? You don't stories? have to be familiar with Poe, but, but I mean, it it's one of those where you more. go, oh, that's, yeah, this is, and so you kind of have an idea what's coming, or you think you do, they'll turn it. But uh, I don't know that it's necessary because it's such a you know, unique story. It's To me, what's cool about it is you might go back and go, let me go either read or reread the Poe stories. Mm-hmm. I did that with some of those. And like Murders in the Rue Morgue is much darker. I mean, Poe's you know yeah. synonymous with dark, but uh, it's it's much more violent than you think about for something that was uh, you know the eighteen hundreds, late eighteen hundreds. Mm-hmm. I think when Poe was around. Yeah. Sounds right. Yeah, I was not around. Uh, <laughs> I was not either. We're guys, but not of <laughs> that certain age. That's right. Yeah, we're looking more. We're closer to Celestis. Uh, yes. Than we are to yes, Poe. To po. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. Well, I think that just about covers. I did have one other little funny thing about Halloween. We need something funny after that. Yeah, after that, this will be the light. Um, I thought it would be fun to send my kids a a text this week. I said, uh, you know, this would be a great week to tell me what sort of Halloween candy you would like in your your Christmas stocking. Uh Because the idea was... You know, it's oh, going to yes. be on sale. That's a great idea. <laughs> so tell me what, and they all said pumpkins. All Pumpkins. Every all the, single uh, one of them said Reese's pumpkins. Reese's pumpkins, not the candy corn pumpkins. No, gosh, no. Although I love those, the mellow cream pumpkins. I do like those. Yeah. But no, they all wanted Reese's See, the pumpkins, pumpkins are too, I don't know why this is, but the pumpkins are too much of that. I love candy corn. Pumpkins too much, although I can sit and eat five or six pieces of candy corn <laughs> which would be and this. which is, is the equivalent amount of sugar but you know it's somehow to me the the mellow cream pumpkins sort of melt is that what that different. is that's, that's what that, they call that's it that's what yeah. that stuff yeah. is okay yeah so you get we get that at christmas too but some shapes i, I but. will say this i have noticed that stores like walmart for example are getting rid of the the Halloween candy or the Valentine's candy, whatever it is, the next day. They don't have it in for sale or whatever. I don't know if they send it back to be repackaged by the manufacturers. They probably put it in a Christmas bag. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what exactly what it is. They, they just could do the same thing. And, you mean it's not on? It's not in the 50% we'll off look, basket? We'll look November 1st and yeah. kind of see if it's around or not. Well, i got to buy some today just so I can have it for any Yeah, we always, we always tend to buy kids. a bag. We used to have to buy, you know, just all kinds of crazy amount of bags. Mm-hmm. We had thousands, literally thousands of kids coming through. But now we don't, but we always manage to buy a bag just in case. Oh, right. Just right, in case. Yeah. And, of course, we have to buy another bag just in case later because we've gone through that bag. Exactly. All right. Well, we'll, we'll get some. So, anyway, well, happy Halloween. and Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. You, you're supposed to go, ah, 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 Sorry, forgot my part. <laughs> all right, well, that's it for this episode of Guys of a Certain Age, and we'll see you next time. 